Welcome back, everybody. This week, we're going to have a conversation with Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's start off with the famous one word open that I ask everybody when we're kicking it off. So what's the one word right now that you could use to describe how you're feeling in this moment, Tom? I'm hopeful. Hopeful. Very cool. Hopeful things are changing. Hopeful things are getting better. Yeah. yeah, me too. Very cool. So take the next few minutes. Tell us who you are, what your company does, who you help, how you help them, and essentially what impact are you making in the marketplace? So our audience could be right there with you. Go right ahead. Sure. So my name is Tom Rossi. Uh, my company is Higher Pixels. Uh, we primarily spend our time working on a product called Buzzsprout, which helps podcasters. And this is something that we've worked on for years and has just gotten to the place now where we can devote most of our energies strictly uh, developing features for that product. And so it helps podcasters really get over all the obstacles that might get in their way of being able to launch and grow their podcast. And that's what we do. That's really cool. When did you have the aha moment for this product when you launched it? What was that aha moment like? Where were you, if you remember exactly? Well, we we had another product that people kept asking to be able to upload audio up on the internet so that people could download it, which was a podcast, but even our customers didn't know that's what it was. And we heard it enough that we're like, okay, let's build it. I don't know if there's actually a market for this, but let's build it. It'll be fun. We built it. We launched it. It was, it was a lot of fun, uh, but it would be years before podcasting really started to just explode. And when that happened, we were just in a great place to be able to capitalize on it because we'd already built a product that was designed to make things really uh, accessible for anybody to be able to launch a podcast. That's awesome. A lot of people want to jump into podcasting because, you know, I get approached people who I interview, like, you know, VCs, private equity firms, thought leaders, business owners, and just people in the marketplace that are, you know, wanting to drive the impact. So a lot of people, you know, ask me for my advice for podcasting and then I see them start a podcast, but it's really hard to stick to it. I mean, I'm on episode 160 plus, and it's, you got to have discipline because there are days that, you know, you're doing this, you're like, what am I doing this for? Or if the technology piece is not that great, you know, you're, you're just kind of stuck. It can easily fall off that discipline, right? So that's cool that you have this product and I can't wait to dive in more. So people who are listening could see, you know, how you can help them and all that good stuff. So let's talk about the pandemic. So can you share with us how the pandemic impacted you and how you pivoted in your business? Yeah. So the, the pandemic, um, we, there was a lot of uncertainty going into it, right? For all of us, we're like, how is the world going to change? We were already a remote company in that our office was always optional. So people use the office if they want, but if they could be more productive in a coffee shop or at home or wherever, they could work there as well. So there wasn't a big shift there, but there was a lot of uncertainty. And so you just, what, what was going to happen? Are people going to you know stop podcasting? Are they going to stop signing up for services like that? Um, what, what's going to happen in the world. And so I think the uncertainty was the, the big thing. It ended up being a real big win for us, which, you know, we felt guilty because so many people got into podcasting because they're locked into their rooms with nothing to do. And it made it, hey, we've always talked about starting a podcast. Let's start a podcast. And so we were, you know, we had just explosive growth um, during the pandemic. I think the, 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 the long-term effect of the pandemic, I think for me has been more on cultural. How do we, how do we build the culture in our company um, when less and less people are actually coming to the office, 
right? As, as they got more productive at home, less people come in the office. And so things where we used to say, hey, let's come in the office for a meeting, we're doing that a lot less often. And so the challenge is, how do you continue to build a healthy culture where people feel connected, that they can understand the impact of, of the work that they're doing every day, how it connects to everyone else's work? And that's a fun leadership challenge that I'm, I'm enjoying, but it's definitely something that was born out of everyone moving to, rem to remote um, and us really embracing that as being, you know, the way to work. That's awesome. I know what you just mentioned and probably hit, you know, it resonated with a lot of people listening because we've all experienced it. It's been, it's been really tough and a lot of people couldn't pivot out, but nevertheless, you know, business will never be conducted the same going forward as it was before, because it's everyone's pivoted to your point. So uh, with that said, I know you briefly touched on a win. Can you tell us one of the most successful wins that you've had? Maybe it was the one that you just touched on. You want to go in deeper or if there's some particular one that's real close to your heart, so to speak, that was a big success that you put on the board in your business. Kind of share us, you know, walk us through like take like only like two minutes Walk us through that success journey and also your takeaway from it. That'd be great, Tom. Sure. So, you know, my primary uh, responsibility in the company um, originally was all tech, was writing all the software. So I have uh, partners and I have a creative partner who's, you know, he's, he's done the, the, the product features and design and stuff like that. And I'm more on the technical side. Um, and then we have another partner that's on the financial side. And so on the software, we've always, for years, we spent all of our time debating features and functionality and, you know, what do we want to build and how do we want to build it and how should it work and how do we engage our customers and things like that, not on marketing. And probably the thing that had the biggest impact, the biggest win that we had was rolling the dice. We always, we used to talk about magic beans, the magic beans of marketing of spending money on, you know, affiliate advertising and content marketing and things like that. And, um, Somebody on our team, Alvin Brook, who leads our marketing now, uh, he really wanted to run with it. He really wanted to give it a shot. And we had always, we were like, well, build the features and, you know, they will come, you know, like Field of Dreams. Like, oh, if we just build it, then they're going to come. They're going to find us. And we rolled the dice with Alvin and he has really led, uh, led us to a place of actually marketing and selling. And we've realized that it's just as vital as building a feature is investing in how you approach your blog or your YouTube channel or these other things that we wouldn't have originally thought were as important. And uh, that's really paid off in the long run for, for Buzzsprout. That's really great. Thanks for sharing that with us. So what about the opposite side of that? So we all talk about success as part of business as your scale, but you know, another part of the business is failing, right? There's things that you fail at, but it's how you recover and move on, you know, with it, so to speak, upwards and onwards. So just tell us, walk us through, a, you know, a recent failure that you, you would consider a failure that you ran into or, or a roadblock that you ran into. And how did you, you know, how did you go through that whole journey and how did you get pull out of it? Tell us. Yeah, let me think about that. I think for, for us, we, we try to minimize our bets, right? We, we talk about our we, we go to the betting table to make bets every six weeks of what features we're going to be working on building and stuff like that. So you try to minimize the cost of that failure. And so um, what, what I would probably call failures would be, you know, bets that didn't pay off for us, a bet that didn't pay off would be a feature that we 
we played with. We spent maybe six weeks in development, got to the end of it and kind of tabled it. Um, and uh, that happens from time to time, but most, most of the time we, we whittle things back so that we can learn as we go and pivot. Uh, one example, I think we were just talking about this is transcripts and podcasting is a really great feature. People love transcripts, um, but it's, it's incredibly difficult to do. And we're a podcasting company, not a AI, <laughs> you know, speech recognition company. But we wanted to kind of explore what we could build in terms of our own transcripting service. And so we invested a, a couple work cycles in that. So was it a waste of time? Well, nothing really came out of it other than we, we learned a ton about how transcripts work. And, and uh, you know, but there wasn't necessarily a feature that came out of it. Now we didn't, like I said, we learned a lot. And so there may be, you know, features that now that we know that, we might be able to pivot in the future. Um, but that's, I think those are the kind of examples of when we typically run into failures, it's a work cycle that we may, may have invested in something that didn't result in something getting rolled out to the customer. And that's, that's a good recent example. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, oh my God. I, you, that, that's such a good one because everyone listening, including myself, there's things that you kind of go down this journey and you're like, this, this could be a good thing. And then it ends up maybe not being a good thing at the time, but you learn so much, right? Sometimes you learn what not to do more than what you did, but also it was, it was a great journey, like you said, for you and you guys learned a lot. So uh, I think the, the important thing though with that is to put boundaries around it. So I think what I see a lot of times with entrepreneurs is that they don't put boundaries around it. So what'll mm -hmm. happen is they will go too far with a bad idea with the rationalization of, well, well, look what I learned. Well, you can, you can always say that you, you can always, you know, find something to learn from it. What you want to do is minimize the amount of, of uh, pain that you're causing yourself so that you don't, so you put boundaries around it. So for us, for example, it's that six week boundary. At the end of that six weeks, we have to make a hard decision. Are we going to continue to invest in this? Or are we not? If we had just said, hey, let's just, you know, throw resources at it. Well, six weeks could become 12 weeks, could, could become a year. So forcing yourself, I think, to put boundaries around those bets that you're making so that you can ask, well, is the only thing I'm getting out of this is learning or is there something else that I'm learning or something else that's coming out of this that is actually, you know, moving the company forward. Very cool. So if you don't mind taking a second to tell an audience, like who's your typical sweet spot of a client that's so that way, if they're listening, they go, okay, yeah, that's me or not. And then we just identify with us or to us, you know, who your typical sweet spot of a client is. And also what is your best advice you could give them in the context of the realm of the work? you do? Sure. I would say, uh, you know, we are all about helping podcasters remove the obstacles to get their podcast launched. And so our, our sweet spot is that podcaster that's like, I don't know if I can do it. I, you know, I think it might be too hard. I've heard, I've got to buy a microphone. I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, uh, learn how to use this software for that person, Buzzsprout, you know, that's, that's who we're thinking about every day. How can we help that person overcome any of those obstacles to be able to launch their podcast and then become a, what we call a consistent content creator. Somebody that's consistent, like you said, overcoming that discipline required to be consistent in being able to create quality content for their, for their listeners. Because a lot of people get hung up, they get hung up on, you know, little details that we can help, we can help them overcome. And that's what we're about. That's really great. So this is the part, part of the podcast, if you don't mind sharing your social handles, your website address, that way if someone who's listening and they want to launch a podcast or if they have a podcast, they just want to be better at it, uh, they want to check you out. Give us your website address and social handles. 
Sure. Buzzsprout.com. And you can hit us up on Twitter uh, at Buzzsprout. We also have a Facebook group uh, that's for podcasters. Just search for uh, Buzz, Buzzsprout and uh, happy to help. I'm also Tom Rossi7. If you ever have questions about how we run our business, things like that, happy to talk. Awesome, Tom. Here we are at the end. What's the word you want to sign off with and tell us why you're choosing to sign off with this word? We start with hopeful. And here we are at the end. Let's see what, what you're going to close I'm, up. With. I'm ending with hopeful. I think it's it's recognizing that, uh, you know, things are a lot better than they were. Even as, as rough as it looks, uh, there is always hope. And so I think that's that's what I hang on to. And that's what I want to share with everybody else. Tom, thank you very much for the energy. That was awesome. And I appreciate the conversation. No problem. Thank you.